Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 24 of Revelation chapter 19. And we're going to be reading verses 17 through 21. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast, and the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse, and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone, and the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. And I'll stop reading there. Now, In our last study, we were discussing again the similarity between the marriage supper of the Lamb and the sacrifice that that God speaks of in the Old Testament at times when he's describing Judgment Day. And we saw that um, the language of the Bible concerning eating the body of Christ and the blood of Christ related to his sacrifice that he offered up as he offered himself. He was also the high priest after the order of Melchizedek that offered himself from the point of the world's foundation and, and Christ died as the lamb, the sacrificial offering for the sins of his people at the foundation of the world, and that provided the gospel, which was to be uh, partaken of, that is, the people that God determined to save, those chosen, the elect predestinated unto salvation before the world began, they would be drawn to uh, God through his word, And in so doing, they would eat the flesh of Christ and drink his blood. Now, it said, as we read before in Luke 22, that Jesus didn't use the word flesh there. He used the word body. And and also in 1 Corinthians 11, eat my body and, and drink my blood. Did not use the word flesh. Now, here in Revelation 19, in verse 18... God, in speaking of the marriage supper of the Lamb, or the 
for the uh, Supper of the Great God, which is Judgment Day. And, and remember the Old Testament language um, identifies with the Supper. And when God destroyed Gog and Magog, who are the identical picture to Satan and his forces, or the beast and his forces that we find here in chapter 19 of Revelation, God says in Ezekiel 39 that this is the sacrifice I sacrifice for you. He slew them. And let me again read from Ezekiel 39. In Ezekiel 39, in verse 17, And thou, son of man, thus saith the Lord Jehovah, Speak unto every feathered fowl, and to every beast of the field. Assemble yourselves and come. Gather yourselves on every side, to my sacrifice that I do sacrifice for you, even a great sacrifice upon the mountains of Israel, that ye may eat flesh and drink blood. Ye shall eat the flesh of the mighty and drink the blood of the princes of the earth. What's another way of saying princes of the earth? The kings of the earth. Of rams, of lambs, of goats, of bullocks, and of them fatlings of Bashan. And shall eat fat till ye be full, and drink blood till ye be drunken, of my sacrifice which I have sacrificed for you. So God is indicating the the death, the slaying of Satan and his emissaries or or the forces of the kingdom of darkness is the flesh and and the blood that is to be partaken of by the fowls of of the heaven and and this is is very similar it's a very similar idea to the gospel the true gospel of the lord jesus the gospel that the bible lays out is a sacrifice who is christ he he is the acceptable sacrifice to God for sin. There is the sacrifice. And then you must eat of the sacrifice, eat of Christ, in order to live. Because that was an acceptable sacrifice. Then uh, eating of that particular sacrifice brought life. But in the case of the final judgment of mankind... God is sacrificing the unsaved people of the earth. He is sacrificing the wicked in order to slay them for their sin. That's what sacrifices are. Christ's sacrifice of himself was for the sins of his people. The animal sacrifices that that God instituted in the Old Testament were... Um, uh, signs really, they were, they were laws God gave that were to be carried out and obeyed, but the animal sacrifices could never pay for sin, yet they illustrated the necessity of death for sin and the shedding of blood for sin and often the meat of the sacrifices or the flesh was eaten. It, as as God 
uh, prescribed as he indicated it should be in certain cases. And, and so that we, we have Christ's sacrifice partaking of him. The animal sacrifices were also partaken of. And finally, the final offering, it is mankind's payment of themselves, their own life, that they must give to God, not willingly on their part, but, but it is God's demand. It is the, the demand of the law of God. The wages of sin is death. And now you must make payment for your own sin. The sin that you have committed, the, the sins, the transgressions of the law of God you have done, you must pay for. And as God exacts payment from the sinner for their sins, that is their offering up for their sin. And it's an acceptable offering which will ultimately satisfy the law's demand for retribution. God's law, once broken, requires payment. It requires sacrifice. The sinner will be his own sacrifice for his own sin. The law of God will smite him and and kill him and then um, the law will have been appeased. The, the sacrifice will be received by God for that individual for their sin. Now the problem is, and the difference is, between Christ's sacrifice for his people and the individual sinner's sacrifice of his own life or his, his giving of his life or God's taking of his life in the day of judgment for his sin is that Christ's sacrifice was um, more than sufficient for all those that he came to die for. Christ paid for a multitude of sinners and, and all of their sins. And because he is eternal God, he could do that. And God was pleased and satisfied, and and therefore there was no sin remaining upon those that Christ died or sacrificed himself for, and and therefore they could be free, and and they could live now forevermore. The, The acceptable sacrifice was received, and they they now are free, and will be free indeed. But on the part of the sinner, he must give up his life, he must be put to death, and he is not God. He's just a man. He's just a creature, a, a fallen, rebellious creature. And and as a result, when he dies, he cannot die for anybody else but himself. And his death is only sufficient for his own sin, and he does not have the power to overcome death and and to rise from the dead to live again. And therefore, he will or she will remain eternally dead. It will be uh, an eternal death. 
That is the payment that God's law requires for the transgression of it. And that is the payment each sinner will give and can never recover from. And yet in the day of judgment, God is viewing judgment day as this great supper or sacrifice. And he says again, in Revelation 19:18 that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains the flesh of mighty men the flesh of horses and and of them that sit on them the flesh of all free and bond small and great flesh 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 you will eat flesh in this supper or God is calling to the fowls come to eat the flesh of all these groups of people which really point to all the people of the world that had no Savior. They they're still had uh, sin upon them. Well, uh, compare that to what Jesus says in John chapter 6. In John 6, beginning in verse 48. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him, as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live for ever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? And many of the disciples end up going back. As it says in verse 66, From that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him, because Christ was speaking in a parable. He was He was speaking spiritual truth and and they were were hearing words that were strange and and actually if you took it literally it it sounded ugly eat my flesh and drink my blood well that that's cannibalism that that's terrible god said you're not to eat the blood in leviticus and christ is saying again and again eat my flesh you know it it's been uh, reported uh, in history. I don't know how accurate the historical report is. It, it's in church history that uh, early on 
the Romans accused the Christians of cannibalism due to this kind of language that, that surrounded the Lord's table. That, that the bread became Christ's body or flesh and the grape juice uh, or wine his blood. And I don't know if that's accurate, but we can definitely see that that is the wording. That is, um, the type and figure that God is using. Flesh and blood. Eating the flesh. And, and you see, it's not that unusual. It's not that off the wall for us to understand that God has made a change, an enormous change in the gospel in the day of judgment. Remember, the, the Bible is opening up information at this time regarding the righteous revelation of the judgment of God. And we've seen language concerning the new wine back in Malachi, that the wicked will be tread underfoot. And that word uh, tread under was a Hebrew word related to sweet wine or new wine. And where we read of that sweet or new wine, God uses that language at, at those particular points in Joel and in Amos and, and, and so forth in the context after Judgment Day, in the time of the wrath of God, because a change, a major change has been made to the gospel. It, it, the gospel has been the same throughout the day of salvation. God would have mercy upon whom God would have mercy. He would bestow the scepter of his grace to those that he had predetermined to find grace in his sight. And and he would save certain ones as the gospel went out into the world and called many few were chosen. And and the the door of heaven was open. And towards the end God flung the door extremely wide open during the little season or the second part of the little season of the Great Tribulation to save a great multitude. He saved the best for last. And the the gospel was always the same. It was the bread and, and the wine or it was the the flesh and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and the sinner was called to eat his flesh and drink his blood to, uh, partake in the sacrifice that Christ had made. If he happened to be one of those that Jesus died for. But now God's salvation program has been completed and ended and the door of heaven has shut and God is no longer beckoning people unto the throne of grace to find grace to help insofar as salvation is concerned. And the gospel has changed according to the change in season from the day of salvation to the day of judgment. And in the day of judgment, the sacrifice being offered by the word of God or the sacrifice being declared by the word of God 
to the sinners of the world is no longer the sacrifice of Christ, wherein they would be called to come forth uh, to feed upon and partake of, but now the sacrifice is their own sacrifice in Judgment Day. God has slain them with the action, the final action of shutting the door of heaven. He has guaranteed their death and for all intents and purposes killed them spiritually. They are simply awaiting the final day of the prolonged period of judgment wherein they will then be annihilated forevermore. And this is the Bible's message that the Bible is declaring to all the world. God says, publish it to prophesy again the bitter message. It's the word of God. It's sweet in the mouth of the people of God, but it's bitter in our stomach because there is no salvation involved. It is all wrath, all judgment to the unsaved individual. And, and this is what the fowls are to feed upon, the flesh of the dead, the flesh of the, the people of the world. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.